Welcome to Real Estate Talk, where we share everything about real estate and home life. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's show, and be sure to rate and subscribe to hear the latest episode. Well, welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Talk with Zelda, and today I have a really cool show for you. So, waterfront living, it's all about waterfront living. If you are living on a waterfront property or thinking about it, that's what we call luxury living. So, some waterfront, it doesn't have to be the ocean, it could be a lake, it could be a canal or a river, all those bodies of water. And I'll tell you what, when you live on the water, it's like living 24-7, 365 days of vacation. So we're going to, you know you're going to pay a little bit of a price for uh, living on the water, and you're going to have higher property taxes, and you're going to have higher insurance policies and all that, but it's so worth it for the people who live on the water because it is, like I said, it is a vacation. So today we're going to focus on the activities that you can do on the water when you live on the water. I have today Andy Fraden. He's the owner of All Wet Sports. He's in the house and he has a retail store on Beach Boulevard and it's so loaded with cool things like I've seen kayaks and paddle boards and those are paddle boards they're inflated. In fact he helped design some of them he's telling me. He's got life jackets for not just us humans but he's got them for the pets. He's got swimsuits. He's got wetsuits he's got everything here it's so cool i just love this store makes me want to go out and get a boat so anyway he also is a flipper he flips homes and he i've seen some of the homes that he's flipped and he pays such close attention to detail but we're going to talk to him another week about his um investment properties and how he goes about selecting them and flipping them but today i wanted to talk to him about all these cool sports activities for those of you who are living on a water or have access to the water. So welcome to the house, Andy. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm glad you're here too. So tell me, first of all, how long have you had All Wet Sports? Oh my, since uh, 02, I believe. 02. Yes. So what made you get into this work? Do what you love. Uh, love water. I loved it since I was a child and now I get to have sort of like the vacation uh, job, so to speak. <laughs> That's true. And I understand that when you were a child, you actually built a boat? I built several boats uh, as a child. Couldn't get my parents to ever buy a boat, so I had to build it to, to get on the water. So you, so you built the boats and you got on the water. So how many different places have you been in in Jacksonville? I know that this location is a relatively a newer one. You were other places before Beach For Boulevard? All sports, yes. uh, I was on... Southside for two or three years, and then as soon as this uh, came out available in 05, I moved here. So I've been here for almost 15 years now. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's a cool store. It's like it's huge, and it's got so much stuff in it. So what's your top-selling item? These days, it would definitely be the paddleboards, stand-up paddleboards. What, what did it start out being? Oh, kayaks. Uh, kayaks. Kayaks and wakeboards and windsurfing. Do people still wakeboard? Oh, big time, yes. Okay, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, so the top one is paddleboards. You said. Definitely yes. Paddleboards. Paddle okay, tell us a little bit about the paddleboards that you have, and and how do you get into it if you don't know anything about paddleboarding? Well, number one, come to all sports, and we okay. will we will talk to you and uh, tell you you know after listening to you what you want to use it for, 
what's the best for you. What do you mean, what do you use it for? Well, there's ones that are for surfing. There's ones for uh, just touring around. There's race boards. They even do them in whitewater rafting, but we don't On a paddle board? <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> That's how you kill yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they look funny when they're doing it. They're wearing helmets and elbow pads and knee pads. I mean, they're, but it's very niche part of the, the sport. We deal mostly in the touring end of the paddle boards. Now, what does that mean, the touring end? For 99% of the paddling paddleboarders, it's that market. It's They're doing it for everything except for surfing, basically. So when you say that, where are they putting these paddleboards? They're not putting them in a pool. You could. Uh, it could be a little dangerous in the pool because you've got those cement edges that you could fall on. But uh, small lakes to rivers, oceans, anywhere there's basically a foot of water depth, you can paddleboard. Okay. So if somebody wanted to... They're not sure they want a paddleboard. That, I mean, because I'm, I'm sitting in your store right now with you doing this live uh, podcast, and these are pretty cool pieces of equipment. So I come in and I say, oh, I love this, but I don't know how to do it. What do you tell them? Come back and for a lesson. <laughs> oh, so you offer lessons. We definitely, yes. Tell it's, me about that. It's a quick lesson. It's a one-hour lesson. It's uh, $40. Uh, we start in the shop. We go over uh, safety, number one, uh, we also have a simulator to, so you get the feel of it. So you'll, by the time you get on the water, it won't be, you know, that as scary. And uh, we have very good success rate with the uh, our lessons. Now, are these are these individual lessons? Are these group lessons? What is it? Somewhere in between. Uh, we do. It's basically one to about seven people. Okay. Per lesson. Now I have actually seen pets on these things. Oh yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. Uh. We even do a paddle for the paws uh, where we take, you know, your dog out there. Uh, but any size, a lady took her cat out there once, <laughs> too. Not very successfully, oh, I don't think. That uh, cat must have been freaking. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was a cat on a leash, so it was used to some doggish things. But, yeah, dogs love paddleboarding all the time. So uh, tell me about this paddle for the paws. Uh, we usually do that about once a year, and it's uh, where we go out uh, either – just a one-mile paddle with your paws or a paddle for the paws. And the paddle for the paws, we go all the way to the Exchange Island underneath the Matthews Bridge and back, which is an 11-mile paddle. It's a pretty long paddle. That's a long way. And this year, a guy did it with two fairly big dogs on his board, and he made it there and back. I was telling him, you'll never make it, and he, he did and it he very did. And what is the cause for? Uh, goes to the Humane Society. Yeah. The Humane Society, mm -hmm. okay. Because we have listeners from all over we have them in canada in germany and everywhere so people don't necessarily know um what you know what i'm saying it's like i'm telling people beach boulevard and they're going beach boulevard where in jacksonville florida yeah there you go there you go in jacksonville 8550 <laughs> so you have lots of other types of equipment here what other things do people rent from you for renting it's paddle boards and kayaks mostly kayaks for okay, sure we're right on the creek it's a nice quiet little creek with egrets and herons and turtles and what else? Manatees a little bit and even fewer gators. There's always a possibility, but very, very seldom. Now, I've actually seen that you have one kayak that is a glass bottom kayak. You don't have that one any longer? I, I saw it here once. Yeah, a long time ago, we, we, we'd we bring them in, but not very often. We don't have clear water around this area, so it's sort of not so a good reason to But bring for somebody who is in a clear area, that would be an interesting thing to have. Oh, definitely, yes. So, because you never know where somebody's going to take these things. It's not necessarily that they're going in our river. They could yeah. be going 
anywhere. Uh, Keystone on Kingsway Lake uh, would be the closest place for here. That'd be good. And I think like maybe Cocoa Beach and further south and any of the Clearwater Springs, the Clearwater, the Clear Kayaks are fun. So kayaks are still popular. Oh, yeah. Okay. And honestly, with paddle boards, I was impressed when you stand, your vision of inside the water is so much better. So much better. You can on clear water. You can actually see the bottom. Whereas in a kayak, you're too close to the water, and it's all you see is the yeah. All you see is the refraction from the sun. So, are any of these um, the kayaks or the paddle boards or whatever else you have here? I don't. What are those big boards? That's those are big paddle boards. She's she's looking at some big paddle boards right now. Those are monsters. (laughs) So, are there any any of these that are? I'm going to call them water toys. Are they better for the river or a lake or an ocean? Are any of them better for one or the other? So if somebody's living on the ocean, they might pick one item. If they're living on the river, they might pick something else. On the paddle boards, uh, the epoxy boards, the hard boards, are, I usually point those for sure if they're planning on doing a little bit of surfing with them. Otherwise, you mean in the ocean? In the ocean, yes, obviously. Uh, in the inflatables are basically good for everything else, especially for travel because – you roll them up and you throw the them. The inflatable paddle boards. Inflatable paddle boards, yes. Uh, nobody knows you even have it in your vehicle because it's all tucked away versus a giant paddle board on your roof. So that would be good for your lakes and your rivers. Everything, honestly. And anything. So how do those things inflate? Because when I first looked at them, they didn't look like they were anything inflatable. They just looked like paddle boards. Right. But then you told me that those are inflated. So how do you inflate them? One breath of... No. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to... <laughs> no, it comes with a, they come with a pump. They come oh, with a pump. So they come with the pump. A hand pump, yes. Okay, it's takes a about, hand pump. takes about four, four and a half minutes to pump it up, about 45 seconds to deflate it, roll it up, ready to go back. Not to bad. Back. Can you use an electric uh, They uh, They sell electric pumps uh, that you just dial in and walk away. When you come back, it cuts off automatically at the right pressure. And they're pretty Wow, nice. okay, because it's kind of like a tire inflating. inflating. Very similar, yes. Where now you where do where do you import these or where do they come from? I know you said you designed some of them. Yeah, the uh, inflatables I designed three or four of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, the epoxies uh, I didn't design those. We just bring those in, but they're still very nice boards, <laughs> even gotcha. though I didn't de- design them. Now, how do you compete with the big boxes? Uh, we're got just a much bigger selection. Our prices are actually better, uh, even better than Amazon. I'll even throw that word out there. Because we're a direct importer, uh, we, we have the best prices in the there country. There you go. <laughs> you don't have to go to Amazon for everything. You can come to All Wet Sports. <laughs> Basically, yeah. We sell to Amazon. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's awesome. So let me ask you, um, you mentioned to me earlier about dragon boat racing. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that might affect someone who's living on the water? Who? Um, basically, not really effect of anybody that lives on the water but anybody that wants to be on the water that doesn't have a boat or a vessel it's a club it's uh, the jack's fire dragons uh i'm their sponsor uh we host them right here at all west sports they go out every tuesday thursday and saturday morning tuesday thursday night saturday morning and they practice uh they get in shape what's the boat look like what kind of boat looks like it? a giant canoe okay that 10 to 20 people 10 to 20 people sit on a slat of wood and they paddle, paddle their little hearts out. I remember the first time I went out with them, I thought, oh my gosh, this is gonna be so easy. Bunch of women in this boat. (laughs) (laughs) They tore me up in about three minutes of the one hour. (laughs) 
You couldn't keep up with him, could no. you? No. Oh, it was funny. embarrassing. <laughs> so I, I got a little more serious after that, and now I'm actually, uh, they voted me president of the club now. Uh, so you can paddle now. <laughs> now, I, yeah, and we're having a race this weekend uh, in October. Now, I understand they have races all over the world, is it? Yeah, uh, we do mostly races in Florida, but they go all over the country and all over the world doing races. So if that's something that someone wants to get into with traveling and doing something productive like that, that's a yeah, cool thing to do. Yeah, it's a good way to, fun, fun way to get in shape instead of a gym. And uh, the gear is simply you buy a paddle and you buy a life vest. It's the about the least expensive sport I've ever been in because of that. That is awesome. So if someone wants to test out, they're not sure they want to be in the dragon boat races and boating because it's strenuous eventually. They offer what they call newbie practice. Uh, usually on every Saturday or every other Saturday, you can come out Saturday mornings and try it out. Uh, you can do it three times before you have to join the club. So usually after two or three times, you can figure out whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. And they're always uh, re-enlisting for, you know, looking for how new many people. people are, how many people are in your club? I have no idea. I should know. <laughs> uh, I would say about 20, 25, somewhere in there. Okay. But we're capable of handling up to like 40 or 60 easily okay with the equipment we have on hand so they come together here on the saturdays and then y'all go out and rehearse <laughs> practice Pac- practice practice yeah. you rehearse. Practice you're practicing paddling okay yes. and it's all about timing i would think that sport there's a big percentage of timing in it, involved in it yes that okay. uh, was the hardest part for me to learn the first day after that the timing part actually clicks pretty well and then it's technique after that okay. working on your technique so if someone is has bought a home they're on the water let's say they're on it doesn't really matter if they're on the river the ocean a lake and they don't have a boat what's the first besides a life jacket what's the first thing you might want to tell them they might want to try for fun what uh without a boat without a boat and just inexpensive the simply the kayaks and the paddle wars will get you out in the water and a lot of people do that just for the peace of mind i mean you don't have any upkeep with it with a kayak or paddle versus a boat and you're not I mean it's one with nature all that kind of stuff so it's nice and quiet uh, you can sneak up on all the little different critters out there whether you like it or not or and whether they like it or not <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay and now let's suppose the person they've been in their home for a while they're on the water and they have the boat now what should they be getting it's time for toys for that boat all right let's talk about the especially toys. if they have kids I mean, okay what do you recommend well Depending on the age of the kids that mm-hmm. you're taking out there with you, tubes uh, are fun. Anybody can ride a tube. You just sit in it. Uh-huh. And depending on the driver, how fast or how slow so they go. So you're going behind the boat like a ski. Yeah, but just being pulled. You don't have any uh, skills needed whatsoever at getting pulled. In so a, the faster that boat driver's going, the rougher it's going to be. The crazier it's going to be for the okay. rider. That's why as they're very young, you just troll with them. As, you get, as they get older, they're a little more daredevil, and you go a little bit faster, and you start doing what you're not supposed to be doing, like whipping them around and stuff. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't hear that here. (laughs) (laughs) Right. After that. It's like drink responsibly, boat responsibly, right? Correct. And don't drink and ride on a boat. (laughs) No, you will get pulled over. There you go. Any other advice or any questions I haven't asked you that you're thinking I should ask about? Just, well, for the boat, moving up, uh, the way I usually transition is knee boards usually. Knee boards. Or skis. Any of those are very easy to learn on. Mm-hmm. And then from there, uh, wake boards and wake surfers and wake skates and all that kind of fun stuff. They're all fun toys to learn on the water. You know, you fall, you get wet. 
it's not like getting uh, drugged behind uh, a motorcycle or whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're just gonna fall in the yeah, water. Yeah, you so fall in the water. You want to know how to swim. You want to have your life vests on at all times. One hundred percent. And um, you want the boat, the people in the boat, not to be drinking. And that's pretty much yeah. What and it then is. of course there's always fishing involved with uh, motor boating. True. Uh, now do you carry that fishing gear of any kind? Just a little bit. Uh, we do a little bit for fishing kayaks and a little bit for fishing paddle boards even. What's uh, fishing kayaks? Kayaks that are made for fishing. They got rod oh. holders built into them. Same thing with the paddle boards. They actually have rod holders built onto them. Uh, it's very minimalistic uh, fishing, but it's very easy and quiet. Uh, you can get to your little secret spots along the creeks and rivers very easily with them. I will say, back in the day when my family had a boat, I found boating probably one of the most relaxing um, sports, if you want to call that a sport even. It wasn't a sport. It was just cruising down the river and finding, like you said, those little um, creeks gym. and the little hidden gems and looking at the turtles and nature and just quiet and it just kind of quieted my brain and I think that's what living on the waterfront is for many people who buy on the water it's looking at those ocean waves it's calming to them or a, a river or a sunset yeah it's always a lot nicer view of the water and the, the sun coming up and down versus a fence yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly well Andy I want to thank you so much for all these great ideas and what is the website so if somebody wants to uh, find you, has a question about any of this, how do they find you? Sure, yeah, it's uh, simple. It's allwetsports.net. .net, okay. Allwetsports.net. Allwetsports.net, and the name of the store again is? All Wet Sports. And it's in Jacksonville, Florida, on Beach Boulevard, but I also think that they, you can order online? Uh, not really. No? Uh, you can call us. Uh, you don't do that anymore, shipping not, and all that? No. Okay, no. so... So more, I'm per, more personal, more personal. Okay, more personal service. So if you want to buy or sell a waterfront property, I want you to remember, remember to call Zelda. That's me, your real estate expert. And you'll find me at GoZelda.com, like GoDaddy, but I'm GoZelda. So that's the show for this week. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode of Real Estate Talk with Zelda.